Hi, thank you. Welcome back. Um, so we've got a special episode today on uh, DC. So yesterday, August 22nd, DC had DC fandom and there was a whole lot of material that was uh, dropped that has just got me and Chris completely psyched. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you our thoughts, impressions on each of the, uh, what we, you know, what were just like amazing, amazing information that was dropped. I think that uh, DC fandom uh, and DC Comics, Warner Brothers, they just hit it out of the ballpark when it came to the event. Hey, Chris, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, just going over it yesterday was, it, especially during this whole new time of streaming, um, you know, streaming these events, you know, creating these very, very well-produced segments. I'm, I'm, I was floored at how DC fandom just really, you know, there was a lot of hype, a lot of expectation, and they hit it out of the park every which way. You know, they were able to focus on major things, small things, um, and, and just get a wide variety of stuff. And you could tune in and out based on your... Um, just what you were interested in it was uh, for the fans i think this was one of those great moments and we've curated for you guys uh, a list of um sort of major reveals that i think that are important uh, specifically for the dc cinematic stuff uh there was a lot of stuff right. on the dc tv front line there was uh, a lot of stuff on the Arrowverse, on the cw um and and some comic stuff as well, uh, as well as them talking about things like Sandman and the wider DC Vertigo stuff. But uh, we're focusing on really on these really large DCEU announcements, um, and uh, the format of the show today really is going to take the form of uh, us watching, rewatching for maybe the millionth time, um, <laughs> uh, some of the the reveal stuff that they gave out yesterday, and then uh, talking about it in depth you know um and realizing that there's some stuff that they revealed that totally like blew my mind because they're mm -hmm. introducing stuff that i was like what like how you're, you're going that way you're 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 you guys are digging deep into the lore right 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 but um uh what can i say dc fandom per it, it was perfect it did everything it needed to do it got everyone going Everyone got an interesting, and it was hosted, you know, perfectly on on a day. Everyone could watch it. Yeah, what I really liked about it, Chris, was I, I mean, like you said, they gave you a schedule, right? They gave the fans a schedule. This was really fan centric, uh, in my opinion. They gave the fans um, a schedule, and you could, from based on the schedule, you could say, yeah, I want to, I want to see this panel. I want to see that panel, and they kept on it like yeah. they kept with that schedule in terms which... of yeah in terms of this this starting thing like the schedule kept going they did it well but uh in terms of our our content what we're going to start off with yeah is really uh talking about some of the just smaller reveals that i uh, we found interesting um that didn't really have a lot of stuff to show or or anything because it's in you know pre-production or it's it's reveals that are interesting um, because they they cover something outside the DC uh, extended universe uh, when it comes to the cinematic stuff. Um, specifically, uh, they showed off two new games. Um, mm -hmm. One of them was right. uh, Gotham Knights, which takes place after uh, Rocksteady's uh, Arkham Knight, uh, Batman Arkham Knight game. Uh, Batman has uh, 
passed away, so to speak. He's been killed in an explosion in his mansion. And uh, uh, everyone knows who Batman's identity was uh, at the end of the game. And now it's dealing with the aftermath where uh, the Bat family, uh, being Jason Todd, the Red Hood, uh, Dick Grayson, Nightwing, Tim Drake, Robin, and um, Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, uh, essentially working together in the aftermath uh, of Batman's death and trying to do it. It has a lot of air to the cowl sort of themes going on, which was a comic book run. Uh, after Batman's supposed death um, uh, and before he came back because no one dies in comics. But um, uh, it looks interesting, and that's from the game side. They also announced another game, Suicide Squad, kills the Justice League, and it's just about how the Justice League are taking control by Brainiac, and the Suicide Squad and Amanda Waller have decided that, yeah, it's best to just, you know, kill them all. And um, it's the funny thing is, is that you got people who obviously can't kill Superman going like, oh, God, we got to do this really hard job. Um, um, and so those were the t- sort of game reveals. Um, the big thing that was revealed in, term- in terms of DC cinematic stuff that we didn't really get a lot of, you know, deep content, a lot of information was the Flash uh, reveal. And yeah. in it, like, so the director, Andy Muschietti, um came out talked about the flash's nature as a quantum character right he's not really like a speedster like they use the term speedster for him and but he's not really like that he's not just really fast he's this quantum character that um you know punches through the idea of time space and and even dimension right he he messes Mm -hmm. with everything um and um before DC fandom, we got a piece of very interesting casting news, which was Ben Affleck is returning as Batman for the Flash film, which was a great piece of news because he was out uh, of the DCEU for all intents and purposes uh, ever since he left uh, doing his own Batman film. Right, and for that matter, we don't know, you know, if he's come back for this, we don't know if he may come back for his own um Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? I, I, anything's um, because the Flash is open. so far out. Um, yeah. And Robert Pattinson's Batman film will come up beforehand. I suspect what they'll do, and they've said it, it will be a Flashpoint film. And mm-hmm. uh, Flashpoint, the the main sort of crux of the story is is that Barry Allen goes back in time, changes an event, and the the problems of changing that event. Right, it has a ripple effect. So exactly. fast forward to the future, and you realize that one event that he changed. What? Yeah, but the ripple is is unique. Been? Flash, the way it deals with ripples is not just ripples forward; it's also ripples back. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's yeah. you know he changes something in the past, right? You know, on August first, but that change doesn't affect everything after August first. It also ripples back in time. Yeah. Right. In changing which makes things. sense because yeah. if you drop. If you drop a, a stone in a pond or in water, right, you can see the ripple effect doesn't just go forward. It's 360 degrees. So that makes sense that it would impact yeah, precisely. backwards as well. Yeah, the time, the future, uh, uh, to take from a, a really great show, Dark, the future influences the past as much as the past influences the future. Um, yeah. And it's, it's one of those strange concepts, but uh, I'd like to see it. Uh, we have really no new casting announcements in terms of other characters, uh, whether we're going to see other speedsters, whether, you know, the, um, the reverse Flash, his, his arch nemesis, will appear in the film. I think that it should. Um, 
And uh, one of the things that they showed off was concept art where they've redesigned Flash's suit, more streamlined, it sort of ripples with energy. And um, in one of the, it was created for him by Batman. Now the Batman that they showed off in the concept art was Michael Keaton. So we have a movie where there's going to be Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton. And my personal theory is that the movie will start with Ben Affleck, you know, going like, all right, let's see what you can do. Barry breaks through time, changes events, deals with Michael Keaton now because he's in a new universe and a new new level of events. And then when he returns with all the changes that he's made, even though he's set things right, changes have still been changes have still occurred. And we what we might see is Robert Pattinson folded into the DC cinematic universe through this way. Um, Although they could go, you know, the CD SCW way and just say the, different universes yeah, guys don't different worry. universes right i mean that's how the cw had had connected the different right um yeah every, everything the, was the, different the movies and... from the from arrowverse yeah. it was by creating these different earths yeah it's just the multiverse. It, yeah settling on the idea right the multiverse exists you know we can afford to have different characters who never interact with each, with each other because right. the multiverse exists, they're allowed to live in their own little bubbles. And sometimes they do interact with the wider um, DC multiverse around them. But right. uh, that was also another panel with them trying to give like a refresher on the nature of the DC multiverse. Because I yeah. feel that it's going to be fundamental to DC in the future. Um, something that Marvel doesn't have. Um, and it's because of just Marvel films have a 10 year time span, 12 year time span at this point where they have a shared universe where they've, you know, have, le but they don't really have legacy characters and legacy actors, right? There was no right. 1989 big Marvel movie. In fact, everything like before 2008 is kind of garbage when you think of Marvel films, yeah. uh, you know, um, you know, other than of course, Spider-Man and the X-Men, but even then they're inconsistent at best. Um, right. uh, so, they don't have that sort of legacy to, to draw back on, right? Well, DC lives that legacy, right? They mm -hmm. DC has like, hey, listen, we got 1989, right? Keaton. We got Christian Bale. You know, they have so many people who played Batman, and they're not afraid of saying, hey, listen, you know what? We can have a completely separate Batman, or we can fold them in. Michael Keaton... Well, that's what the multiverse does, right? Yeah. It allows you to do that. It allows you... It gives so much more, I think, um, artistic freedom, Absolutely. To explore different storylines, have different um, individuals play the different iterations of, you know, our the the characters that we we just are like, you know, we we love and we've we've grown with. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I definitely think that that is def the the sort of future of the way things are going to occur within the, the, the universe, bringing in these disparate characters, bringing in these bubbles, so to speak, yeah. it, and, and dealing with them appropriately, giving them the right amount of fleshed out time. I'm kind of sad that we won't see someone like Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing Batman. In, well, you don't know. Oh, we might. True. We might see a glimpse of it. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I we might see a glimpse. You just don't know, right? And that's the great thing with the... DC and its multiverses, they have that ability to be able to 
explore it. Absolutely. They can draw on from multiple sources. They can yeah. fold things in. They can they can tell interesting stories that pay homage to things that we know while taking it into a new take, into a new direction. Something that will surprise and, and, and captivate audiences. And um, I think that definitely DC fandom has something that definitely DC was missing post justice league is a f sense of cohesion of where the universe is moving forward. Right. right. And, you know, unlike Marvel, which do did things through phases, right. It made very clear demarcation lines between phases of their, of their journey. Uh, DC doesn't really have that, but now DC has, has at least given us a good roadmap of the future of where stories are going of, of where, yeah. Or we can at least extrapolate. Precisely. Um, yeah. And so DC fandom, those were the sort of smaller reveals that uh, I wanted to touch on before we get into the really big stuff. Um, you know, so they two new games coming out uh, and uh, the Flash movie. We got some interesting sort of concept art. All of this should be available online at this time for people to watch. Um, the next sort of big thing that occurred uh, is the Wonder Woman panel. Right, going through Wonder, uh, having essentially a lot of the cast show up and talk about it, and then at the end of the panel, they showed off uh, a new trailer for Wonder Woman uh, to be that will be released uh, soon. I believe the trailer is already released, but the the movie will be released very soon. Um, so, doing with our with our format, we're gonna stop here, and then we're gonna do the magic of editing, come back very very quickly, and uh, we'll talk about. Uh, Essentially, the, the, the Wonder Woman trailer as we see it. Okay, so we're back from watching the Suicide Squad uh, cast reveal footage. Um, so, they didn't really have a lot of trailer footage. Even though it is done film, filming, they didn't really have a, a trailer for us. They had a lot of behind-the-scenes footage. But one thing that they did do is reveal the, the cast and the characters that they're going with. And so, a little bit of uh, context primer. Uh, Suicide Squad, you know, is a film that came out in you know, 2015, I think, or 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, 2015, I believe. Um, and uh, it's one of those things that uh, I believe it's one of those you love it or you hate it. Um, like, people hate it. People don't like, uh, you know, their version of the Joker that showed up into it. People don't like the general plot. Um, but they're okay with the characters. Like, oh, you know, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, you know, those were great characters, right? Right. Um, I know, like you and me, we're huge Joel Kinnaman fans. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I'm that glad he, he's back. Yeah, he sort of kills it in everything that he does, um, and so, uh, and I'm one of those people who actually enjoyed Suicide Squad, uh, and whether that I actually liked it too. Yeah, so uh, if that I discounts didn't my all of the hating that was going on. So there's this thing, like there's there's a point in Suicide Squad where I'm like, all right, from this point onwards, the movie sort of falls apart, um, and it's not, and it's because it's just it doesn't have. A clear focus it sort of jumps around in a weird way would that be the enchantress as soon as they get into uh uh, car uh, yeah. what, uh what was the city uh midway as soon as they get to midway city which is their version of chicago right when they as soon as they get to midway city and they have to deal with and the suicide squad is actually deployed that's when you're like oh man um because the suicide squad is a really good team if you need a hit squad taking out like a third world dictator they're not really designed to take out superman or enchantress or anything that's really high above their pay grade 
Right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. It's like it's yeah. like the Suicide Squad is made up of the villains that you know got caught, so they're not the smartest people in the in, in the in the the first place, right? They're not the the guys who, if you can catch these guys, they're not you know the strongest ones out there. Well, um, maybe not mentally or strategically. Definitely. Um, uh, but so returning cast members being Joel Kinnaman as, as Rick Flag, the the team leader, uh, military liaison of the crew. Uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, who's pretty much made that role her own, and I, oh, I feel sorry for people who have to take up her live-action shoes next. Just like I feel sorry for the person who's going to play Wolverine next. It's just, it's just a job that has no winner. Um, yeah, and she's then, made it iconic. Exactly. Um, and then uh, nextly, uh, or or, or inter- and I, uh, the next one is Captain Boomerang, who who makes his return. Um, you know, Jai Courtney is one of those people that people just love to hate, <laughs> right? I remember first yeah. seeing him on Spartacus and going, oh, I actually like this guy. And then his choice of movies became generic action hero. But then in Suicide Squad, he played against type, playing an idiot and a moron um, and sticking to his Australian roots. And I'm like, all right, cool. Um, yeah, you, you, you did fine. Uh, him, him returning. Amanda Waller, of course, played by Viola uh, Davis, um, returns as the sort of uh the 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 crew leader for this the overseer yeah the overseer (laughs) right the one who's totally willing to kill everyone amanda waller is essentially like tough as nail mean mean woman who just wants who 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 get the job done you know legally or illegally um i'm all about that sort of stuff so amanda waller has been a long time um dc uh character and she's uh always been this tough as nails individual who just gets what she wants right um mm-hmm. and so those are the the returning stuff enchantress uh diablo uh who died at the end of the last movie um uh, uh what was his name uh, killer croc right those guys uh and deadshot they're not returning in this film i don't know how they're going to explain it i think that what they'll just explain is that the team you know just uh swaps out right well that's the that's a good thing about it can a a suicide squad type of arrangement is they can do that right they can swap out characters based on who's available or not so exactly and and in the nature of the suicide squad is like all right it's your rotation you get your chance to to do it it's like or and they can't force people to do anything they're like hey listen 10 10 years off your sentence man okay so we should probably explain um the whole idea behind the suicide uh, squad was that these are all criminals uh, they have massive years of life sentences, and in order to reduce them, they're sent out on these suicide missions, hence the suicide squad, yeah. right? In order to reduce their their sentences, um, and any su- successful mission, as the you know trailer starts off with when they're introducing the characters, is um, you know a successful mission takes ten years off your after your sentence so that's the whole idea behind the suicide suicide squad yeah. and that's also why they're able to switch switch out the characters yeah the, the the nature of the suicide squad requires you know deniability it's like we want bad yeah. people who do bad things to do bad things for us and the best part is we're like oh no it's just a super villain who escaped who do, who decided to knock over this country or attack this guy it's like yeah it wasn't us it wasn't the government it was this weird ass super it allows deniability it's one yeah. of those false flag sort of things uh, and what can I say? That's the, the nature of the, the group, the squad, and it allows them to get into high drinks. 
the first movie was supposed to be a lot seriouser than what we got. Um, um, I mean, we have the Snyder Cut. Maybe we'll actually one day get the Air Cut, which is completely different than the movie we got. Uh, they they chopped up that movie in a way to make the Joker and Harley relationship, um, you know, kind like it, they changed the nature of the Joker and Harley relationship when it was supposed to be a very abusive one. Um, mm -hmm. um, they did a lot of stuff that that changed the nature of of characterization. They cut out. I believe Joker was in that movie for like thirty minutes, and he's in that movie for a grand total of like ten. Right. Right. They cut off like, you know, a huge ton of stuff. Uh, but, you know, Jared Leto, I believe, is sort of like on the outs with the DC universe ever since Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. From what I understood, that's the sort of movie he wanted to make. And they did it with Joaquin Phoenix instead of him. Right. Um, but, yeah. Um, so this current uh, let's go through uh, sort of the cast reveal. Right. So Amanda Waller. Uh, has been confirmed. Colonel Rick Flag has been confirmed. They changed up his costume to a comic accurate one, where he's got his bright yellow shirt and and uh, camo pants and you know bandolier and holsters. Um, Rick Flag has been sort of up that way. Here is a character that, um, and I'm gonna just throw this out there because I think people should like just get this knowledge. While I am a huge fan for all this crazy stuff, mm -hmm. there are some characters in the Suicide Squad lineup that I've never heard of. And I had to do the research. Yeah, on. you know what? I had to ask you. I was going to ask you that because I haven't heard of them either. Yeah. And I'm going to go back and I'm, gonna see. I'm going to I'm going to bring up the characters as, as, as the thing. So um, Amanda Waller, Rick Flagg, these are characters that we know. They were in the previous Suicide Squad. They have been able to sort of flesh them out. Uh, new character, Savant, played by Michael Rooker. Right, yeah, Michael Rooker yeah. of Guardian of the Galaxy fame, fame, and The Walking Dead flame, playing Merle, the brother of Daryl, and uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, playing Yondu, who was comically one of the first Guardians of the Galaxy uh, in the comics, um, and uh, he played uh, the character of Yondu in, in both of those Guardians of the Galaxy films. Uh, so Michael Rooker is a collaborator with James Gunn. Uh, his inclusion in here is good. Michael Rooker is a great actor. And then this character of Savant, I know nothing about him, but he's got a gun, he's got white long hair, and he's got a red suit. I'll want to see more. I'll do some research later, but Savant as a character, that's an interesting sort of like take on... on yeah, I think Savant is, DC, uh, is uh, Gotham related. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of these are because Batman's rogues gallery tend to be normal people that he has to, you know, outsmart or, or outthink or uh, find a way to, to capture them, right? Um, another right, character, right. Um, Javelin, played by Fula Borg. Um, Fula Borg is, is, a, is, is a funny dude. He's like this German com comedian-esque guy who's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, YouTuber uh, as well as actor. Um, he's hilarious, and the character of Javelin has a blue and yellow suit. It looks ridiculous. He's got blonde hair. He uses a Javelin. Everything about this is wrong. Uh, know nothing about the character. I don't know if he's like some sort of like great savant using, you know, a javelin able to hit people at like a bullseye. Um, nevertheless, I want to see where it goes. And something that I'll, I'll remark about all these characters, the fact that they're so unknown implies something great about this movie. And we'll get into that a little bit later. So after Fula Borg as Javelin, uh, we have Margot Robbie is returning as Harley Quinn with a new very very uh arkham inspired uh outfit it's a mm -hmm. very it's a very good uh new costume change 
and uh, what can I say? She just she she enca- Margot Robbie encapsulates the role, in, and uh, I don't expect anything less than great. Uh, David Desmalkian, who played um, who who's a character actor, and you've seen him in a whole bunch of stuff. One thing that comes to mind is that he was in The Dark Knight playing. Um, a person with uh, uh, who worked for the Joker with severe schizophrenia, right? Right. Um, uh, but yeah, so we saw him in there. Now he's getting his own sort of like uh, featured sort of role in this ensemble cast as the Polka Dot Man, uh, who is like DC D-list, if I have ever said it. Um, yeah. Practically all these characters, except for, say, Amanda Waller and Margot Robbie, are DC D-list characters. Um uh, Harley Quinn and, and Amanda Waller are, are are A-list, but everyone else is really dark DC D-list. And Polka Dot Man is one of those individuals where he's he's got technology that on each one of the Polka Dots on his suit is like a different weapon, right? And right. so um, it's it's I want to see where they go with it. He's a ridiculous character, and anything can occur. Uh, a Gotham-esque character who's been brought into this is Ratcatcher Two. Uh, Ratcatcher 2 is essentially like this weird-ass Pied Piper of a uh, Gotham character, but this is the, the second one, so it's not really that that thing. Ratcatcher is, a, is another D-list DC villain, which uh, I'm so excited about them essentially trolling through the most worst characters that they could find because it allows them to do something really good. Um I'm not aware if this movie is rated R, but uh, if it is, it wouldn't surprise me. Idris Elba, who's one of my favorite uh, black actors uh, right now, right? Actually, hell, he's been one of my favorite actors uh, almost for the last decade, ever since I first saw him in Luther, right? Yep. Uh, I wasn't really and, that big of a... Uh, just as a side note, if you guys have never seen Luther, check it out. Yeah. Uh, really, really good. Definitely, I'll, I'd be, I'll, I'll be doing an episode on that eventually. Uh, he is playing Bloodsport now. What I, this is a character that I kind of knew, and one of his comic things is, is that he shot at Superman with a kryptonite bullet. Um, don't know the reason why. Don't know any of the context, but uh, yeah, this is a character I had some general knowledge, but also another DC D list. Uh, on the B list of characters. Uh, um, another Batman sort of villain, King Shark, uh, also an Aquaman sort of uh, character that pops up every once in a while. King Shark, um, they just showed his picture off. They didn't show who was playing him. However, Taika Waititi has been confirmed to be in the movie, and I suspect that Taika will be voicing um, King Shark. I was wondering who wh- <clears throat> who Taika was going to be playing. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so King Shark, you know, I just can't wait for, you know, New Zealander Kiwi. Hi, I'm, I'm King Shark. I'm a fish. <laughs> just want, yeah. You know, that that weird-ass <laughs> Korg thing that he does. Uh, um, uh, yeah, no, King Shark is one of those, and he's an interesting character. Just like he, I think he sort of fills the role of Killer Croc that the last Suicide Squad has. Um, of this, mm-hmm. But there's this another animal character that will be coming up. Another character that threw me for a loop is... Um, uh, what's it called? Mei-Ling Ning, uh, who's playing Mongal. And you and I know from Justice League, the animated series, right? They did a, yeah. a, 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 they did an episode uh, for The Man Who Has Everything where Superman is trapped in, like, an illusion by Mongol, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's... Mongol and Mongal are part of the same species, so this is an alien, right? Yeah. And that's throwing me off. Like, wait, there's an alien on the crew, <laughs> right? Um, but okay, so on the crew or 
Is she going to be a villain? I don't know. Like, but so uh, so here's the thing: is like the the list of characters. Um, we we're making assumptions that who they're all are, squad mates, right? Yeah, they're all squad. But um, the list of characters, um, well, you know, the, it's both. It could be. It absolutely could be. Peter Capaldi, uh, known for playing Doctor Who, um, definitely one of the older Doctors, thirteenth. Uh, um, an interesting sort of take on the character. Uh, he is playing the thinker. A thinker. Uh, this is a character that has recently been uh, sort of um, given some screen time in the Flash TV show as, as the villain of that series. Um, but this one is crazy more comic accurate. He's got like electrodes and nodes and wires, uh, you know, mm-hmm. coming out of his head, right? Uh, a very sort of like big brain type villain. Um, definitely, uh, but also one of those like C-list sort of characters. So right. I'd, I'd like to see where they go with this. Uh, Sol Saria, no idea who uh, this character is. I don't know if it's made for the, the movie or if it already exists. Uh, played by Alice Braga, uh, probably related to the nature of the film, which is the Suicide Squad taking down uh, some sort of tin pot, Banana Republic-style dic- dic- dictator. Yeah, I think, you know what, Chris, um, what would be good is if we did like a Suicide Squad um episode where we actually you know go through and summarize the the characters and how we think they might oh yeah absolutely they might play within this particular um release absolutely uh and so after alice braga is solceria we have blackguard by pete davidson now pete davidson is a little bit of a divisive figure uh, depending on who you ask. I don't know. I, I like his sort of no fucks given out attitude. I like his um, weird-ass mm. uh, awkward humor. Um, I can't say that I, um, I appreciate him. <laughs> yeah, but Pete Davidson playing Blackguard is an interesting one because Blackguard is just one of those, like, you know, just gunned up, super accurate type guys. I like, uh, I want to see where they go with it. Um, and, oh, of course, our sort of nerd, uh, Jesus, uh, a guy that we all, you know, play, pay tons of homage to, Nathan Fillion as TDK for the Suicide Squad. Yeah, I was surprised to see his name, and I'm, I mean, it's, you know, I'm it, looking forward to it. Believe it or not, in every uh, James Gunn movie, Nathan Fillion's been in that. He's been in Guardians 1 and 2, and you just didn't realize. Really? What yeah. was he in Guardians 1 and 2? So, I can't remember when Guardians uh, 2, but in Guardians 1, he was, um, uh, he did a voiceover for an alien in the prison sequence, uh, where Groot, like, oh, just sticks okay. his, like, fingers up that dude's nose and, like, just wrecks him and throws him away. That was Nathan okay. Fillion. Um, okay. Now, TDK, no, um, there's a lot of theories who it is, but according to uh, his sigil, uh, I think it's the detachable kid or arm throw guy, arm fall off guy. It's a guy who can detach any one of his limbs and just throw them at people. <laughs> okay. It is DC Z-list. It was bad. It's like, there's, why why this character? It's because you can do whatever the hell you want with it. It's, it's, it's really funny. It's really interesting. Sean Gunn, James Gunn's brother, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, he, you know, I believe he did mocap for uh, Rocket Raccoon uh, while Bradley Cooper does the voiceover. Sean Gunn is playing Weasel, which is a terrifying-looking, weird-ass, you know, humanoid, anthropomorphized weasel-type thing that doesn't speak or or maybe does speak. Who knows? This thing is terrifying to look at. It looks it looks like it has rabies. 
guess what though i already see religions popping up around this guy <laughs> i already see people go like can i interest you in in the gospel of weasel here uh the, the the design has definitely captivated folks and they could do anything jai courtney is returning as captain boomerang i'd love to see him throw the you know tdk's arm and like like a boomerang and have it just return that would be amazing <laughs> throwing someone's arm like a boomerang john cena in the movie as Peacemaker. Peacemaker is essentially like a, you know, more cheesy Captain America Punisher type character who is peace at any cost. He blows your brain out for the for the sake of peace, right? He's uh, he's kind of crazy, um, you know. He's a he's a cheesy, really crappy, you know, murderous uh, Captain America, which um, which is going to be another interesting thing. Um, of course, there are, you know, other characters who are in the thing, uh, in the movie, um, uh, who are playing side stuff, people like, uh, people who will be playing, you know, sort of like the, the Tin Pock Dictator and, uh, support staff around Amanda Waller, but those are the main members of what I assume will be the Suicide Squad, and I'd like to point out, like, the main thing about all these characters is that the reason yeah. why I think they were chosen, like, all these truly D-list and Z-list characters, these characters that no one knows about that skip even my thing is so that you can easily kill them this is the suicide squad and in the suicide squad movie like one main member died and that was slipknot <laughs> right yeah yeah a character who, who who literally gets like a voiceover piece of line to sort of explain them while everyone got these great montages um uh but in this one i suspect them just killing everybody i i don't know i like i i can guarantee you harley will survive uh but after that anyone else's game uh you know anyone else could be blown up to, into little pieces anyone else could be ripped apart anyone could be taken captive or or turn villain or heel turn it doesn't matter these d-list characters these z-list characters these nobodies that anyone allows that no, no one knows anything about allows you to do crazy fun stuff with their powers crazy weird stuff with the comedy and crazy stuff with like just knocking off like members of the, the suicide squad there's like 15 people in this list they're they're gonna die <laughs> we're gonna see yeah. actual people die the suicide mission right not yeah. everyone's gonna go through i bet like pete davidson's gonna walk up like this badass shot like you know like dead shot but you know pete davidson with his you know beach with his blonde hair just like going crazy and then right away he gets sniped just like oh yeah by the way anyone can die uh i suspect that will happen in the movie um what can i say i'm entirely excited <clears throat> about the suicide squad and we've gone it's through this revealed a good lineup yeah, the lineup, the lineup of actors is great. The lineup of characters is, is, I suspect, will lead to a lot of very funny stuff. This is going to be a lot more lighthearted, maybe maybe rated R, if they decide to, to really go balls to the wall and, you know, just have people explode on landmines or stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that was The Suicide Squad. I'm quite interested in it. They showed up behind-the-scenes footage, which um, uh, shows just a lot of action, a lot of, like, people you know wrecking stuff um mm -hmm. i'm quite excited to see where this story goes next um and you know uh james gunn you know dc got him because he had to vacate from marvel after they let him go from guardians 3 and dc just uh, you know reaps the that benefits. was such a stupid move by marvel yeah the, but I mean, hey as the as a dc fan i'm 
happy that we were able to. I mean, he's back we as to, to doing Guardians, but you know, he, it, was. he did Suicide Squad first. So yeah. um, I, I'm quite excited to 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 see what 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 comes next. Uh, James Gunn has always been particularly good. I think this is a good spot now. Unless you have anything else to add, um, this would be a good spot to go to our next thing to watch. Alright guys, so we just came back from watching the Wonder Woman 2 trailer, uh, or Wonder Woman 1984. Um, I mean, really, so this one started the show off, and I mean, wow. Um, something that was definitely uh, a concern of everybody since the movie Cats was the look of Barbara Minerva, played by Kristen Wiig. Uh, her cheetah look, her final form, so to speak. And I think they generally did it well. It still needs a little work done because they only showed us so much. Yeah. Uh, but, my God. I was like, all right, the design is fine. I was scared. It, but it's more like Bowie in the 80s than it is Cats in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought that, you know, the you got a lot more um, visual uh, visualization of um, Cheetah. Um, her transformation, which was really cool. I think um, that, yeah, that was a concern too, is how are they going to do that? Because, you know, it's not animation, right? But I think they did really well. Um, I, her transformation was really, really good. And I, yeah, it, it wasn't cheesy or, or anything like that. So yeah. I, I'm glad that they continue to up the game when it comes to, to you know, just the development of these characters. I mean, absolutely. Uh Something I do need to sort of uh, just sort of explain, not really explain, but just let out. Uh, a while back, the script for Wonder Woman 84 got leaked, uh, mm -hmm. and I was lucky I, enough I to... I wasn't aware of that, and I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, so I was lucky enough to see it. Um, okay. And so the script leak and, and the, the, the breakdown of that script leak, uh, the issue with these sort of things is always whether or not it's genuine. You know, gold dust or chicken feed, whether they're trying to muddy the water or... Or actual, there's actual something there. Um, um, the trailer confirms a lot of what I read inside that script leak. Um, really? Okay. And I'm well, quite okay, happy so with the nature of the script. I won't spoil anything okay. because I think okay. so, uh, for a movie that hasn't come out, I don't think it's fair. But what we've seen in the trailer definitely confirms a lot of what I saw in that script leak. And I enjoyed that script leak immensely. I, I enjoyed like where the story goes, the nature of how it is. Uh, something uh, there's things in the trailer that they're not showing you, right? And because of that, there's uh, it's going to have interesting effects on the on the nature of the film. Um, the film looks good; it's coming out soon. I want to reserve a lot of judgment until I actually fully see it. But the trailers have been progressively, you know, getting better for me. Um, and the the final the sort of reveal on Cheetah. Her, her design was the most sort of troublesome thing because of, I just want to say, Cats really, I watched that movie and I was, it was just incomprehensibly stupid. Uh, okay, well, okay. All right. Well, I haven't watched it, so I'm going to take your word for it. I mean, <laughs> it it's just. incomprehensibly stupid. It was, it was just so bad. And on top of that, the visuals are so, like, they're almost gut-wrenchingly disgusting to look at. Uh, it's not that they're bad or rendered improperly. It's just it, it, it screws with just your in, your natural uncanny valley sensor going like, oh, wow, that doesn't look right. In fact, it looks like a nightmare. 
Um, (laughs) But thankfully, Cheetah didn't do that. She's more anthropomorphized. um, You know, she's very like Chitara. You know what I mean? Kind of looks like that. Yeah. You know, very Thundercats vibe. Yeah, which is what you want, right? Because and not... Yeah. Well, I can't even talk. I can't even talk because I don't know what cat, the cats, cat, the cats felines look like. So I'm gonna, it's, I'm gonna leave it at that. It's I, terrifying. You know what? I, I was, I was happy with the the reveal because in the previous trailers we didn't really see her, right? Not we didn't at all. see her Not go full cheetah. So it was nice to be able to. I'm glad that they gave us a little bit more. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, it it was a good. It was a good teaser to ensure, okay, <laughs> when we actually can go see it, that um, that we that you know we've got something really really good to look forward to. It was yeah. so funny, it was because you know um, when we saw it, my sister had turned around and said, because I've been saying I'm not going to go into I'm not going to go to theaters. No, 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 no. She wanted to go see tenant in the theater and I was like no I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it and she's like would you do it for Wonder Woman I'm like hell yeah I'll double up on the masks but I'm gonna go (laughs) see it in the theater Um, I mean tenant is definitely something I want to see until I see the the measures theaters are taking um, for cleanliness for safety for you know just spacing people out um, until I see the measures that they're implementing I'm going to reserve uh, whether or not I'm going to buy a ticket but um definitely uh that's something that people have to take into mind unfortunately the nature of something like tenet and wonder woman and all these other films is that they're so big they're huge blockbusters they do not they weren't filmed designed and budgeted for a home this release screen, right yeah a home right yeah they and so the amount of money to be lost on something like that and remember in order to, to have the, the the art and entertainment that we enjoy we have to support it yeah um and so this is one of the situations where uh i do want to support auteur genius directors like christopher nolan who take art films and make it accessible for normal audiences and i also want to be able to support something like this which is a part of a fandom that i'm deeply part of so um yeah uh in the future i want to see how things go but this is a movie i definitely think i'd be seeing in theaters um on top of that it continues on the story something i find very nice is that they're doing the fish out of water story that they did in wonder woman right but, but they reversed it right yeah with, uh, they reversed it with, with trevor with trevor and i like that idea my brother had this theory a long time ago it's not true so i'll just start it out there but uh he had a theory that the- steve trevor tends to get reborn a lot comic book wise um right. and so one of his theories was that he was going to be as a fighter pilot in world war one he thought he'd be re- reborn as hal jordan chris pine playing hal jordan and that's our sort of like nudge into the green lantern stuff um uh, that's not well, the I'm case. Glad his theory did not pan out. Uh, yeah, that's not the case. But uh, yeah, it's because you know fighter pilots are one of those things that you pause and go, "Oh, there's a fighter pilot. Is it Hal Jordan? <laughs> right? Is is that John Stewart?" <laughs> um, uh, but uh, that's not the case. Nevertheless, um, I like what they're doing. They're sort of flipping the roles, flipping the characters, changing it up. Still in the past, still a prequel, which allows them to mess with the internal lore. Go like, hey, you know. 
uh, you know, Superman and Batman weren't the first. Wonder Woman, you know, technically was the first. But uh, as we delve into more characters coming up in DC fandom, we're going to see that, you know, the nature of this universe is one that, you know, magic heroes and things like that have always existed, bubbling under the surface. And now for the first time, they're truly visible. Um, now for the first time, they're recorded as opposed to just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, yeah, the trailer looks good. Um, it matches a lot of the stuff that I've seen uh, in the in, in the script leak, and I'm quite excited because I I, I particularly enjoyed that. Uh, just so people go like, why would you why would you you know go through a script leak? Uh, spoilers don't bother me. It's never been an issue for me. Um, the experience like you telling me how something goes down and me experiencing how something goes down are two completely different things for me. So spoilers in, in my head don't they don't destroy the experience for me. Uh, for yeah, others, they I, do. I'm with you. As well, they don't destroy the experience for me. Uh, I've been known on one more than one occasion to say, "Just tell me the storyline," because you know it's not going to make an impact. I just need to know exactly. So, and so, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm quite uh, happy of, about the direction of where this film is going. I just hope that will be coming out in a time where where we're all a little bit more safer. Um, but Chris, did I think they said that they're looking at it coming out? sometime in november right yeah so it's it's date so far has not changed from november uh there's a lot of stuff possibly coming out in november i remember that um uh the new bond film was pushed back into november of this of this year so there is a lot of uh, competition and who knows what will be released at what time who knows how they're going to, to do this sort of stuff hollywood definitely um they need to now start factoring in a home release as a solution they need to start factoring in uh more luxury style of theater experiences things that inherently create social distancing and 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 cleanly atmospheres um i made this um remark to a friend of mine yesterday when he was talking about the theaters um, and I go like, there was a movie outbreak in the nineties and one of the main vectors of transmission was the theater. Um, so take that into consideration. I'm sorry. Uh, there was what outbreak? Uh, no, there was a film, uh, in the, in the nineties oh, called Outbreak. Oh, outbreak. And remember right. that scene where Patrick <laughs> yeah, Dempsey starts coughing up everyone inside yep. the movie theater. So, yep. um, you know, that's the nature of, of the, of our current events. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman looks great. The trailer, um, I'm not going to say try not to misconstrue my words here out of a, a night of of great reveals right this was yeah. a reveal that was the weakest among champions it's like wow we like among the greatness this one was the weakest and not because of the nature of the reveal or the content of the re- reveal but because you know we've seen other trailers and now the only really big new changes we got to see the cheetah design which is what i want to right. focus on but yeah. that being said I, I agree with you yeah it was in terms of new reveals it just built on the ones that um had been previously done i mean they started dropping trailers in december so you're looking at yeah. eight nine months of it yeah exactly. right of trailers being dropped whereas some of the other panels this is the first time we're seeing things. precisely so the hype is is, is a lot yeah. more expanded that being yeah. said i you know uh, i'm really I really dig the the direction of this. I dig the styling. I love the 80s aesthetic, Um, right? But there are other aesthetics that I'd like to see uh, 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 also taken. I mean, it's been 40 years since the 80s. I'd like to 
you know, just throw that out there, you know, tw- you know, 40 to 30 years at this point. Um, normally, we should be moving into the 90s cycle, but I think no one wants to go there because of just how crappy it was. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but where's the... But we'll, we'll, we'll see more of that later. All right. Um, the next sort of big thing is we're going to be watching, I believe, the, the next sort of big reveal, which was the Suicide Squad cast reveal. So we're going to watch that, and through the magic of ending, we'll be right back. All right, so this is where we're going to end part one. Uh, please await part two. We'll, we will continue our discussion with the rest of the highlights from DC Fandom. See you guys.